People of God, my name is Francis Wessel, and I want to welcome you to the Cornerstone podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. Today, we're starting a series called Open Doors. And no, this is not a series about doors of opportunity. The doors that we will be discussing in this series are the doors of our lives that sometimes we leave open to the adversary, the devil, through which he can create chaos and bring problems to our lives and to the lives of our loved ones. The Lord put it on my heart to share the subject with you because after many years of ministry and of offering pastoral counseling, I have seen the benefits of closing spiritual doors in the lives of countless people I have counseled and in my own life. I stumbled on the subject of spiritual doors many years ago when the director of a Bible school asked me to teach a course on what he called the four doors to a group of first-year Bible school students. He had spent a semester in Argentina and in that country, he was exposed to the concept of the four doors through the ministry of Dr. Bernardo Estimateas and his book, The Four Doors. Dr. Estimateas is a Christian therapist who, after many years of dealing with patients with serious emotional issues, developed the concept of the four doors and discovered that by using it, he was able to help his patients to be set free from addictions, fears, trauma, and a number of other emotional disorders quicker and easier than with the traditional therapy. The director of the Bible school gave me Dr. Stimatea's book and asked me to use it to develop a course I could teach his Bible school students and the syllabus for it, which I gladly did. Not only because I love to train Bible school students, but also because I was eager to practice the principles I learned while studying to teach the course. Teaching that course changed my life. Week after week, I saw how the group of students I was teaching benefited from what we were all learning. But I was also set free from the pain I was carrying from trauma from my past. Through the years of counseling and my own experience closing doors to the devil in my own life, I have put together a set of tools I plan to share with you in this series. I hope that each episode becomes a tool that you can put to work towards your emotional healing. I do have to tell you that this in no way is considered professional therapy. What I'm going to share with you are just biblical principles that if applied are effective tools for emotional healing. They work because the Bible works for those who work it. Some of you might have heard about this subject previously. Many different ministries teach about it and use it effectively. But I also know that this might be the first time some of you will be hearing about spiritual doors. Therefore, I want to establish a firm biblical foundation on this subject. When we talk about spiritual doors, we are referring to the ways Satan can come into our lives to cause trouble. Many Christians deal with different situations over and over, and they do not understand why, if they go to church, try to live orderly lives, and believe in the power of God, why they do not live the victorious life that Christ came to give us. The Bible tells us in John 10.10, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So the question is, how do we appropriate the abundant life that Jesus wants us to have? How do we stop living with depression, anxiety, disorders like bulimia or anorexia, chronic pain such as cluster headaches, back pain, or arthritis? How do we stop our children from getting involved in abusive relationships? 
Or how do we as Christians put an end to addictions such as alcoholism or pornography? I know Christians that live in worse messes than non-Christian people. We live in a broken world and it is to be expected that problems will come to all of us. But according to the Bible, because we have a covenant with a good and generous God, we, the saints of God, should be in better shape, physically, emotionally, and even financially, than the people who do not know God. But many are not, and the question is, why? Why are some Christians in worse shape than people who do not know or serve God? Hold that thought and go with me to John 14, 30 and 31, which says, I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. The King James Version says in verse 30, Hereafter I will not talk with you much, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. Here Christ makes a remarkable declaration. He says, The prince of this world is coming and he has no hold over me or has nothing in me. According to the scripture, the only reason why Satan came to Jesus' life was so that the world might learn how much he loved our Heavenly Father and how obedient he was, but there was nothing Satan could do against him. Now, many of you might be thinking, yeah, the devil couldn't do anything against Jesus because he is the Son of God. But my friend, the Bible tells us that you and I are also the children of God. We have never been or will ever be God like Jesus. But the amazing thing here is that when Jesus made this wonderful declaration, he was a man just like us. Go with me to Philippians 2, 7 to 11. The message Bible reads, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to that advantage of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that crucifixion. Here the Bible tells us that Jesus became a human and stayed human. In other Bible versions of these verses, Paul says that Christ emptied himself or took off his deity and became like us, which means that when Jesus said Satan had nothing in me, he was just like us. And since our ultimate goal is to be like him, we should do our best to close any access the devil can have to mess with our lives. Let me read one more scripture to you, Matthew twelve forty-two through 45. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. Did you hear what I just read? Jesus prohibited the devil from ever entering the child again, which means that it is possible that the devil might come and go from and into people's lives. Now, I know that this child was possessed by an evil spirit, and I do not believe Christians can be demon-possessed since we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit and the devil cannot be roommates. But I do believe that demons can torment Christians if we let them. The devil might not be able to control us, 
but there are spiritual doors that may give him access to our lives. These are the doors or access points that we will be discussing in this series. I have to tell you that when I first started studying on this subject, I was skeptical about it. But after closing doors in my life and in the lives of others, I have seen amazing results. Marriages have been saved. People that have been addicted to drugs and alcohol for many years have been set free. Night terrors have stopped. And the lives of many people have been completely changed by closing doors to the devil. A story that comes to mind is from a family who I know who came to a leadership seminar I gave in their church. At the end of one of the lectures, the wife came to me and asked me if I could help her. She had two teenage boys who were fighting very aggressively amongst themselves and with others at school. They went from being well-behaved kids who had never been in trouble at school to getting weekly detention. They would go from playing video games to arguing and then aggressively fighting to the point of horribly bruising each other in minutes for any little thing. She was worried that they would seriously injure each other over silly things, and she couldn't understand how they changed overnight. I asked her if there was any change in their families, and if she proceeded to tell me that the only change was that her grandmother had died recently, but that the boys barely knew her and her death had not impacted them greatly. To make a long story short, I asked a few more questions and she told me that she had gone to the funeral in Mexico and had brought a few items that had belonged to her grandmother for safekeeping in her memory. Then she proceeded to tell me that her grandmother was involved with things like palm reading and believed in things like limpias, which has to do with different ways of witchcraft. I knew that those items were the reason for the change in her children. I told her that even though she loved her grandmother, there were better ways to remember her, to destroy those items and to get rid of them. The next time I went to her church, she told me that her kids went back to normal. They were still arguing, but they were no longer trying to kill each other and were no longer fighting with other kids at school. Sometimes small things like that can open doors to the devil. Throughout the series, we will cover different doors and we will give you tools to close them. Because we live in a broken world and are constantly being tempted, offended, or facing different trials, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit uses this series to teach you how to learn to discern any open doors you might have, help you close them, and as a result of the Holy Spirit working you, you may live a victorious life. In the following week, we will cover the door of sin, the door of emotional wounds, the door of generational curses, and the door of witchcraft. There are many areas or doors that a person might have opened in his or her life, but my hope is that once you learn to recognize open doors and close them, you will be on your way to a better and stronger Christian life. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I pray this was a blessing to you. If you would like to know more about our ministries or the ministries we support, please go to our website, globalgraceministries.com globalgraceministries.com and I pray that the Lord bless you, keep you, shine his face upon you and give you peace.